0: Welcome to EE Times On Air, I'm David Finch. Today is Wednesday, January 9th, and we are live from CES, here at Eureka Park in the Sands Convention Center, part of the beautiful Venetian Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Here at the EE Times On Air soundstage, I'm surrounded by literally hundreds of ambitious entrepreneurs and tech startups. You combine this energy with our daily conversations with technology executives from around this great industry, Microsoft, NVIDIA, analog devices, Silicon Labs, Intel, the, the list goes on and on and, and you've got something very special. This week we are following the data from the far edge of the IoT where the consumer touches it first, up to the cloud, down deep inside the neural networks and on-prem servers and back out to that most important use case, the reason we're all here, the consumer. And my first guest takes us directly to the origin of all this data. Martin Cotter is Senior Vice President of Worldwide Sales and Digital Marketing at Analog Devices. He joined ADI, Analog Devices in 1986 as a design engineer. Since then, Martin has led some of the company's highest growth business segments, in addition to holding a variety of roles in engineering and product line management. Martin has a wealth of domain expertise and experience in helping customers solve their toughest signal processing challenge. And uh, Martin, we're just so glad to have you on the program.
1: Great to be here, Dave. Such an exciting time and an exciting display all over here. Yes, so. it is. It's it's super exciting, especially in
0: Eureka Park, where the energy is all crackly, startup, yeah. just a lot of ambition, right? It's and all new, all new, and and that's an exciting prospect. The other thing that's exciting about it is every, literally everything that we're looking at here needs chips. It does, and that's that's the beautiful thing, right? And and uh, it's. You don't do chips better than analog devices, um, and certainly the need for sensing only continues its upward trend, right? Especially in applications like automotive and healthcare, uh, consumer applications for sure. How is analog devices helping to solve this need to sense the entire world?
1: Well, for us, Dave, it's a pretty incredible time. Like you, you mentioned in Uh, all areas that you've got anything to be sensed, everything in the world is being instrumented, is being measured, is being improved because you now have data to allow both short-term effects and long-term effects to really change each of the industries between automotive, healthcare, and effectively many different consumer devices. So we're seeing an explosion of data. We're at the source point, the starting point of data. We're effectively where the data is born. When you look at the the picture of data, then taking it and bringing it into that great world of processing that's all around us. Uh, We are seeing the need for what we have to grow in many, many dimensions. So first of all, it needs to have high resolution, then it needs to have much higher performance. So you can see radar of yesterday would have gone from maybe two different radar sources to tomorrow, when you get imaging radar, you're going to have 16 or more. (laughs) So, automotive okay. is going to be dramatically increased in terms of data. Sure. Uh, so, we're seeing an explosion of interest in content. Healthcare is the same. Here in the park, lots of healthcare devices helping people to uh, be safer, healthier, vital science monitoring, looking at uh, different uh, mega health conditions like diabetes or uh, anything about the heart to be more stable. So, sure. we're seeing this as a fantastic time for any kind of sensing, taking data, interpreting it bringing it securely with a trusted uh, result uh, into the bigger worldwide world web of processing big amounts of data. Effectively, it's about generating really high impact and high outcomes. Absolutely. And you know, the, uh,
0: not only do the demands increase, but the, the verticals you just mentioned, healthcare, automotive, these are uh, life-critical um, exactly. type applications. And the data has to be pristine.
1: It has to be and- relied, trusted data.
0: Absolutely, and and I think the, the the big challenge, at least from the outside looking in, would be when we're talking in the context of Internet of Things, which is an, arguably the largest use case for all this data, um, the success of the Internet of Things is going to be directly proportional to the number of devices connected to it, and also the reliability of the information and the informed decision-making exactly. that's occurring. Yeah. Um, so. In your opinion, how does the ever-expanding range of use cases of the Internet of Things influence sensing technology roadmaps for major semiconductor manufacturers?
1: Uh, This, I think, is the time where we're seeing the benefits of IoT to us is really about how you can use big data sets to give higher impact of outcomes. So if you look at either making uh, cars safer or making uh, healthcare go clinical instead of just wellness, uh, then we're seeing... Trust the data to be the, the piece that makes that difference. Yeah. Um, so therefore, uh, we are looking at how we can make our outcomes have a higher impact, how it can perhaps save lives in automotive, sure. how we can make uh, cars more autonomous, how it can make the population, something like a disease, like diabetes, easier to manage. Uh, over time, better outcomes for the patient. So really, it's solving the bigger problems Uh, with much more impactful data. It's really about getting the insight from the data so that you can take an action.
0: Right, and that insight has to be so accurate, and again, we're right back to the the pristine data collection. Exactly,
1: so you can imagine, for example, radar of tomorrow will want to look at uh, a speed vector, it'll want to look at X, Y, Z coordinates 300 meters away, not the 100 meters of today. You want to make sure what the A case where a lamppost instead of uh, a child at 200 meters, you need to know early, you need to be able to take the right action. So that's the kind of imaging radar that's the next generation. So at our booth this year, we're showing examples of all of this future of making a higher outcome, making a higher impact.
0: So, uh, you know, speaking of automotive, um, automotive is, uh, has really been embraced here at CES, uh, certainly over the last several years. It's amazing. We'll continue that way, I'm sure. Um, you've got the in-car infotainment, the, the human-machine interface and all that. Uh, what are some of the examples of new safety features for the driver, but also for the world around the car, and um, you know, how is ADI meeting those demands?
1: It's, uh, we're seeing the uh, technology that we talk about for healthcare also having a big play in automotive. Okay. For example, you've got uh, you know, in a lot of cases where you've got a, a driver that's not attentive, maybe it's a, a case of that horrible uh, little <laughs> other screen that is a, needing a text. Uh, well, we now have in-cabin time of flight to allow uh, the attention of the driver to be addressed. You've got vital signs monitoring to know, uh, particularly with uh, some sensors on the wheel, to know is the, the driver actually uh, paying attention is the vital signs? Are they stressed? Is it a case where they're in good shape to pilot the car? Sure. Uh, so you've got a healthcare and automotive. This is becoming a very big showcase for automotive, but you've got technologies from each of the different market segments affecting effectively what is one of the, the biggest data, the data center on wheels is the car. Right? <laughs> uh, so we're seeing uh, both in cabin uh, and also external to the car. Uh, some huge advances in safety. And what Uh, what
0: are some of those?
1: You can see very simply in this generation, before we get to autonomous driving, uh, safety features in cars will be advanced driver assistance. So things like uh, lane departure, warning systems, or if it's uh, uh, emergency braking, emergency stopping, that's going to become pretty much ubiquitous in cars. Actually, thankfully, it's going to become ubiquitous in cars in the next few years. Sure. then eventually you're going to get to a case where the car really is autonomous. Uh, that's a number of years away, uh, but all of that is aiming curiously at zero deaths. Uh, so it's all aiming at safer. Right? You right. have a case where the car knows and interprets ahead of time what the biggest risk factors are and basically has a, a safe path through those risk factors. Yeah.
0: And in my opinion, you know, I started at ST Microelectronics. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. and, uh, Hopefully my stool doesn't just, like, disappear now and then a new host pops in <laughs> for admitting that. No, I, I was an applications engineer at STMicroelectronics well, for about 10 years. You should
1: come by our booth. I think you'd be interested in a few things. I'm going to, to. As soon as I can As
0: soon as soon I can take this microphone off, I'm yeah. there. Good, good, good. I think our producer would be pretty annoyed if I Maybe left right now. Maybe he's got some other plans. <laughs> well, it's my show, so I can go. You can go I'll take the show to the booth. Good, good. Uh, oh, we'd like to have you. <laughs> well, what I enjoyed about working at STMicroelectronics, especially... Essentially, fresh out of college, and it was my first, you know, real uh, dive into the electronics industry. Uh, was touring the fabs, and understanding that not every sensor, not every sensor manufacturer is created equal. And so, when we're talking about zero deaths on the road due to electronic, you know, function, right? Uh, we are talking about ultra high reliability. Um, We're talking about decades of manufacturing excellence that are informing the silicon processes that you're choosing.
1: Yes, absolutely right. We call it more than Moore. Moore's law, historically everyone knows it's uh, charging down the the lithography curve, Uh, but more than Moore means the sensor has now got to be better. So the sensor technology that maybe not at the lowest geometry, that's got to couple up with the uh, actuating device or the measurement device in whichever case it is and very tightly integrated then with the processing. So we're seeing uh, advances in packaging technology and micro-module technology, all different aspects of semiconductor and advanced semiconductor. Uh, It's allowing miniaturization of sensing uh, and miniaturization of processing with sensing. So it's a great time for uh, the impact of some of these technologies, much more beyond what would have been their traditional. And that's something
0: I hadn't considered, honestly, is is the packaging, because uh, it's one thing to have the greatest technology, but if it's not something that is easy for the uh, the OEMs, the automotive OEMs, the healthcare OEMs, exactly. to design with, uh, or to manufacture in the first place, you know, uh, it's not going to take us very far, is it?
1: <laughs> well, these are complex problems. Sure, uh, sure, We like complex problems. That's what we make our business in. So, uh, we very much like a complex packaging technology, something that can. Uh, solve a problem differently where combines multiple sets of technologies is real innovation at its core uh, right. and that's what's allowing a lot of the uh, ubiquity of so sensing in any of those applications we talked about is becoming everywhere right so you look at you know measuring the the body in terms of each of the different functions that's showing up in healthcare it's showing up in automotive it's showing up in uh, any industrial safety critical applications oh. uh, so, you can see this core technology, luckily, good for everybody. Right. Core technology is helping all of these mega trends. Absolutely. Uh, so, we're pretty excited about
0: it. And, and having, a, having the, the trusted partner, um, you know, there's. Uh, I personally would only design with a handful of IC manufacturers, um, and I'm not just saying that because you're my guest. But Analog Devices, having a legacy there, the history is certainly one of them.
1: Well, you can imagine the trust that you need. I mean, just one breach of security, for example, mm. that puts the whole business at risk. So, Absolutely. each of these devices securing the solution to the edge is becoming a bigger deal. We've read a lot of uh, things about data security, but uh, very few people talk about securing to the edge. So. Local processing that allows that unique sensor to be identified. Therefore, you can act on an outcome with a lot more certainty than you would have otherwise.
0: So, what I'm hearing you say is the sensors now also have a stake in the safety, the intelligence at the edge node, and the security, and the security. So, at, yeah. at the hardware level, you know, I, I spoke with Microsoft yesterday and right. we, and uh, some folks from Nvidia, where we had some discussions around the uh, the, the the software implementation or. or uh, implications of security, but at, at the device level, at the hardware level, what are semiconductor manufacturers uh, doing nowadays to to ensure safety uh, from their products?
1: Well, the, uh, one of the key things is uh, you can imagine in a full system if uh, a, many sensors are built together and there is an attack, whether it's uh, on the power supply side or it could be on replacing a sensor, yeah. you need to know what happened. So, We are putting unique hardware as a root of trust in some of these cases, where that particular sensor is identifiable. Uh, So this is very different. Yeah, Uh, yeah. uh, Also entry points to cars, we have um, an ultrasound sensor that allows 3D fingerprinting or also maybe facial recognition is getting much, much better. So we have very strong time of flight for facial recognition that allows higher security levels. You know, a car is a, a pretty critical device now. It can do a lot positive, but, you know, it needs to be secure. It needs Uh, to be secure, and and having that biometric
0: information about the user. uh, Exactly. That's where this is going.
1: It's critical. Uh, So entry points for cars, whether it's ease of use for the customer to be able to get facial recognition to enter, but that needs to be a secure function. So we're pretty excited about what we're seeing. Uh,
0: There's so much. And, uh, you know, our big thing this week, you know, we're talking a lot about IOT and automotive. Uh, The big theme this week though, especially in this building, for us at EE Times, has been around collaboration. Uh, And we are, we're certainly in the zone uh, here for uh, a collaborative spirit, being in Eureka Park and and not designing in a vacuum. Uh, By the way, one of my subsequent guests today is iRobot. Oh right! And I just, I just totally spent my line about designing in a vacuum. Ah, oh, I'm gonna have to write a new, a new joke. But uh, so, where, where is ADI, Analog Devices, choosing to collaborate with partners to accelerate the pace of innovation in these different verticals that we're talking about?
1: It's a pretty incredible the number of disruptors that are really making a, a big impact. You know, okay. Eureka Park, you can see a lot of very innovative smaller companies. They come with new ideas. Uh, Typically, a new idea can start from anywhere now. You know, you can get uh, somebody with a unique, different way to, uh, for example, organize a a stereo camera. You've got some examples here on the show, right? There you go. Um, So we've uh, interacted with a lot of startups to put these full solutions together. Okay. Uh, We're seeing that the silicon is getting closer to the solution because Silicon is now becoming much more capable of that full, smarter algorithm. Okay. So therefore, if it's a, an imaging system where you need to have some of the content of the image, for example, counting occupancy, uh, we have that built in much closer to the sensor. That's the edge-based processing. So that's becoming much more of a feature what we do. But it means that we collaborate now with a lot more solutions providers. Sometimes they're small companies, sometimes they're large end OEM tier one, tier one or OEM companies. So we, uh, we find that um, in the position that we're in being probably one of the, the, the highest perf- the highest performance but probably the largest analog semiconductor company sure. uh, we're finding that many people want to talk to us because <laughs> we have much more possible now with the silicon with the sensor, sure. much tighter integrated. but of course, we need that full system definition that these end customers bring. So it's a, it's a fantastic time for collaboration. Sure is, and it doesn't hurt that you're in Boston, right?
0: Uh, it, does not, it doesn't <laughs> hurt, correct. You've got some brain power up there. Um, We've
1: got quite a bit, yeah.
0: You know, uh, I had one more question, and, and, and this is just something I'm curious about with respect to the partnerships. You know, we're sponsored by Arrow this week, but uh, that being said, in terms, of, uh, in terms of where the technology meets uh, the, con- the customer, which in your case uh, are the design engineers, Many design engineers who are designing with your products are obtaining these products through the channel uh, through distribution yes yeah um, and so uh, you know analog devices is certainly uh, going to continue relying on distributors such as Digikey Mauser, Premier Farnell, our sponsor Aero, um, as a uh, as a primary entry point into that that market is is that correct
1: absolutely we see um... You know, a huge, we've got 125,000 customers, the broad market, innovation comes from everywhere. Wow. Uh, when you look at uh, our show this week, different to last year, we've got full solutions. You're very welcome to come, Dave, and, and uh, experience these. <laughs> totally yeah uh, as, as are any of the audience. Sure. Uh, but it's pretty immersive. Uh, lots of our partners are with us. Arrow is part of that uh, mm-hmm. ecosystem. Uh, likewise, we have some of our solutions here, whether it's camera-based solutions, time-of-flight solutions, uh, many of the same types of end results will be demonstrated here, co-developed, and also demonstrated in our booth. So it's a very
0: exciting time. It's brilliant, and it's exciting time to be a design engineer as well. Because, uh, you, just as you were mentioning, you no longer have to uh, order the chips, download a data sheet, and hope for the best.
1: Yeah, you do the fun <laughs> stuff now. <laughs>
0: you do the fun, you actually get to work on the cool stuff now. You do, um, and it's uh, our
1: job to enable that. We see that that is a big feature of what we do. Uh, Same with Arrow, we have our partners with uh, Arrow and all of Arrow's companies. Mm -hmm. uh, We are very strong on making sure that our customers have ease of use. So that's a, a key goal for anything we do now. That's great. Martin, this has been uh, really an incredible
0: conversation. Thank it's you so been much. it a pleasure. Thank Absolutely. you
1: very much. Look forward to the next session.
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll be in your booth uh, right after this, I'm sure. Great stuff. <laughs> so, uh, watching at home, be sure to check out ces.eetimes.com to catch more interviews with industry leaders such as Martin Cotter throughout the week, exclusively on our EE e. Times content hub. And don't forget to subscribe to the EE e. Times on Air podcast series brought to you by the Aspen Core. Global service. It's your free deep dive into the most compelling stories in electronics, and it's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. For Aspencore, I'm David Finch. Thanks for watching. EE e. Times on air. This program is produced by Aspencore. Thanks for listening.